To the private practice playbook podcast. So, just as a reminder, this podcast is for doctors who run their own practices, practice administrators, spouses, and we do not cater to large corporations and and uh, those types of clients. So, we're here fighting for the what I kind of call sort of the regular man or woman who's running a practice and having to deal with all the various things from taking on debt to dealing with staff members to recessions to pandemics to everything else that, that goes on. And one of the things that I had recently done is I had asked a group of my clients, I said, would any of you be willing to join me? And so today we actually have uh, someone on with us, which we'll introduce in just a minute. And so I thought what, what he and I will do, um, we decided to, now, now remember this, he's not on here because he wants you to call him. He's on here because he's doing me a favor and he's trying to do you a favor by sharing information. So please do not track them down. Do not try to send them emails. That's not what they're on here for. They're on here to donate their time to provide valuable information to you. So please do not see this as some kind of a peer-to-peer -peer invitation that uh, allows you to ask a bunch of questions that we've already asked. So please be respectful because it is something that happens a lot of times. Having clients you know, all over the world, uh, I'm always amazed at how you guys love to get free advice and you'll call each other. And so please... You know, as I do this series, do not harass my clients, okay? So I thought what we would talk about today is this idea, and I, I thought about it, you know, as maybe the concept of being coachable, but I thought you wouldn't be interested in that, so I thought we could talk about the benefits of being coachable, and, and, and really also how to play to your strengths. Um, and we'll get into that in just a minute. You know, one of the hardest things about being in business, as you know, is that every day you are dealing with something different. And particularly if you, if you make the decision you wanna grow your business, you're basically making a decision to enter, in, enter into unchartered territory on a regular basis. And that's why so many practices don't succeed because of the lack of comfort regarding entering into unchartered waters, if you would. And, and I think if you think about it that way, it's very logical. You know, if you've ever been out on a boat, you know, you, you, you normally wanna, you know, you wanna to go where you know there's not gonna be a problem. You know, you don't go wandering around the shoreline, so to speak, looking for things to run into. So, you know, I remind you that no matter what the challenges you're dealing with today, uh, this concept is going to be incredibly helpful to you. And the interesting thing about, you know, when you think about all human beings and you think about those that are, uh, have been coached and those that have received guidance and direction in the uh, post-education world, we think about non-clinical, that number is the minority of the doctors. So super excited to have Sharuz with me. Thank you so much for being here. 
Oh, it's, it's my pleasure to be here. Thank you well, for having me. Yeah, we won't tell them where you are. We'll just say that you're in a in an undisclosed country north of the United States of America. How about that? <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> well, first of all, I just want to thank you. You know, you have been, uh, and first of all, thanks for volunteering your time to do this. I know this I'm not, it's not like you're getting paid for this, and but you have a great heart. Um, I've had the pleasure of knowing you for now almost 11 years. So it looks like, according to my record, something like 10 years and 10 months. So we're heading on our 11th year together. And that means a lot to me. Uh, I have, um, I'll give a little bit of history and then I'll let you do it. Um, the one thing you know, over the years, um, you know, and, and I'll get this from you, but you came in originally as a gold member and you ascended into 5X, which is our high-end coaching program very quickly. Um, uh, it is interesting, you know, looking at uh, your Colby, uh, you are a fact finder follow through and you're a little risk averse, right? <laughs> so yeah. you've never been a, a risk taker. Uh, but you have, uh, you are someone who, you know, I put at the top of my list of what I would call coachable people. And so of all the years that we've worked together, you know, one of my observations about you is that you have an incredible ability to take information and to execute it. Um, so we'll, we'll get into that. But so do you want to um, take, take me back? So this was so let's talk a little bit about, you know, how you grew up, uh, why you decided to be a dentist. Uh, tell them a little bit about the family connections in dentistry, if you don't mind. Sure. Yeah. Go back that far. So, I mean, before I start, first of all, I do want to thank you, Jay, because again, I, you know, it's um, my life has transformed completely. I'm a, uh, in, in many ways in terms of my personal, my health, uh, my financial in every aspect of my life. And you were the catalyst for that. And it is through your programs that I was able to make that transformation. So I will be forever grateful to you for that transformation. Thank um, you. And so to answer your question, uh, you know, um, I'm actually the first, I was the first uh, to go into dentistry in, in, in my, um, so I, I grew up um, in Iran. Um, sorry, I grew up in, in Africa. I was, I was born in Iran. My, my family had to leave. Uh, you know, my religious background is Baha'is. So we had to leave because of the persecution of the Baha'is at the time. So essentially, my family had to start over. Wow. Um, you know, with with two young kids, my my dad had to start over. He was an engineer, um, and so it was. A, you know, we definitely had a lot of uh, financial challenges um, as a result of that. Um, and so I, I grew up in Kenya for about seven years, um, and. Then we moved to Canada, and again, we had to pretty much, my parents had to start over again. So I think one of the things that, um, that in, in that process that I realized is that you never know what's going to come your way, mm -hmm. and there are going to be challenges that you can never even predict, um, and that how you handle those challenges determines you know, the direction that your life goes into. And I think one of the lessons that that taught me is that the, the idea to try to control everything and, and to think that that is the, the pathway to success is actually flawed because um, things can get thrown your way. Um, and so the key is, is to develop the, the skill set and the mindset to be able to overcome adversity. 
Having said that, because I'm a very high fact finder, low follow through, I am extremely risk averse. So I picked, you know, a career that I knew had a high level of income. Um, and uh, it really was one of those things where, um, you know, it was just kind of a, a hope that it, it was something that I was going to enjoy, that that was going to lead to success. But the choice of it was based on the fact that it was a safe choice. Right, right. And, and obviously, based on that history and some of the insecurities with that history, right, it, it provided a path that you figured, hey, it can't go wrong. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, so walk, walk me back. Let's, let's walk back. You know, a lot of people on this podcast, we have, you know, people that are aspiring to open their own practices. We have people with very successful practices. So can we, let's, let's go back into that space, you know, getting through, um, graduating. What, what did you do? Like, how did it all start for you? So, uh, essentially, I um, after graduating dental school, um, I did a hospital residency for a couple of years in North Carolina. Okay. Um, and then when I came out, I associated uh, for roughly about a year. And then um, an opportunity came to to purchase a practice, um, and and so I, I went ahead and did that. So I was probably about three years out when I uh, purchased the practice. Um, and, you know, the, the biggest thing, knowing what I know now and what I've learned through SI, the, the, what I guess most of us realized, but we didn't realize to what extent, I had no understanding of business. I had no understanding of those principles. It was just basically learning on the job. Yeah. Um, but you, think, didn't, you didn't know that at the time, right? I didn't know that at the time. And yeah. so, and what's interesting is that I had that practice for 10 years and I never looked into or bothered to invest into some kind of help to make it better because I was doing okay. I was doing, you know, I was doing fine. I, you know, and, and, mm-hmm. and I, and when I look back, when I think about it, what I realized is that it was my ego and the lack mm-hmm. of humility that prevented me from really considering other things because again people different people have talked about different things that they've done with management stuff and i fell into the trap that and i and i still always have to guard against this and mm. this is the trap of you know and, and this is something that you've talked about often jay and, and it's something that really resonates with me is that we put it through the filter of our mind mm-hmm. and if it we, we kind of make a decision on whether something rather than testing it in the market as you like to put it right Uh, we test it in our minds and then we make a decision oh this is going to work or this is not or this is worth the investment or this is not and so as a result we end up deciding not to do certain things because we're like oh well i don't think that's going to work i can't tell you how many times i've used that in the past and i can't tell you how many times colleagues of mine use that all the time it's like oh well you know i don't think that's going to work yeah so what I realized is that fundamentally, I, I really had to sort of reevaluate my self-perception of myself and, and just really sort of have the humility to recognize that this is my ego getting in the way. And the That's moment a, that I think that I know everything, then that is the thing that prevents me from actually achieving my full potential. But I, I you know, listen, and I think that's a, if, if you think about that, though, that's a 
that took a long time for you to come to that realization. I think it's important. A lot of you listening, you realize that, you know, that observation you can now do uh, after the fact. And, and I, I think it's fascinating, you know, and I think the truth, a lot of people will say, you know, they'll think that, for instance, if, if I try to help somebody, they'll think I have an ego because, you know, when really it, what you said, it's their ego, right? That they literally, and, and you have that profile. We do a lot of testing. You have that very profile where you would, you would, you would gather a lot of data. You're really risk averse. So you keep it internal. So, okay. So 10 years. So I'm assuming we met somewhere after, like after the 10th year, is that roughly? Yeah. So actually it was uh, after 10 years that I had had the practice. So I was 13 years into practice. Okay. Gotcha. All right. So just to kind of give some context um, to those listening on the podcast in the first 10 years of the practice, I grew the revenues of the practice by 50%. In the subsequent 10 years being with SI, I've grown it by a thousand percent. Kind of crazy, it's, huh? It's it's ludicrous. It it sounds almost unbelievable, but uh, but that is the reality. Um, and ultimately, what it comes down to is that, um, you know, again, this is based on me reflecting yeah. back. Yeah. You know, I didn't know what I didn't know. And so, you know, part of you know the importance of you know being part of 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 different groups and and coaching groups is to be able to have your your possibilities the the, the lid lifted on what you think is right. possible and i actually okay. um, think back to the first event so what really tr- changed for me i essentially and this is a classic example of of me being a super risk averse yeah when i i was referred to scheduling institute by a client of yours okay and so i decided that i'm going to basically dip my toe in by getting the lowest the cheapest thing available <laughs> which was the self-study kit. And yeah. that is the investment that I made. That's a pretty typical maneuver by many, many uh, dentists, by the way. Yeah, and, and I think it's because of the, the high the expect, risk aversion. Expect the most, spend the least. Yeah, 100%. I was definitely in that frame of mind. Um, and then I, I ended up actually jumping because I actually came to an event um, that um, that you hosted, which was okay. a customer appreciation event, the I believe it was called the um, the Exit Strategy Workshop. We just spent a day together, basically. Just spent a day together, and that completely. Um, one of the things that that helped me do, because again, there was uh, a dentist there that had grown his practice from one million to four million in the span of a year and a half. And what and and based on the strategies that you discussed at that moment. It, what it made me, it, it lifted the possibility. What, what it made me realize is that there's so much knowledge, there's so much possibility that I couldn't even fathom in my mind. And so what that did was that it lifted that lid of, of possibility. Um, and one of the things that I would say that I, I think it's, it's really important, this is why Colby is so important to understand your Colby um, and why it's also good to, to try to have people that influence you that have a, a high, a sort of a higher quick starter, uh, you know, a, uh, a less risk averse Colby. Sure. At that meeting, I went from, you know, the lowest level to the highest level membership. Mm. And if I'm being honest, I, you know, I, 
in my soul, I wanted to do it, but I was super nervous about doing it. But my, I was there with my brother who was a high quick start and mm. he immediately got up and was like, I'm joining. And mm. so that was actually the catalyst that helped me push me out of my comfort zone um, to do that. So I think, you know, one of the things that really helped me is having that influence in my life. And my wife is also a high sort of um, quick start as well. So she, uh, she's okay with, she's not as risk averse. Oh, so when I can, you know, when I consulted with her, I said, Hey, I, I joined this and she was like, Oh yeah, you should do it. And she's always pushing me to, to do more. And so, um, so I think that's, that's something to keep in mind. I think the self-awareness of Jacoby's once you realize that, you know, there's a lot of things that I'm missing out on because I'm so afraid. Uh, right making sure that we surround ourselves with people that can help influence that as well. So let's think about that. You said the practice, so I'll make up rough numbers. So that first 10 years, you know, that, that'd be like taking a half a million dollar practice and turning it into a million dollar practice. Right. And, or it's whatever the, Actually, whatever the yeah, it was, I took, uh, went from a 550,000 to about 900, just over 900,000. Okay. And, and that whole 10 year period of time, you know, you're busy, you're thinking, you're doing well. And, you know, you've said it, and I want to see if I can say it a different way so that everyone understands this, that what, well, for instance, so what I do is, right, so when you talk about like 5X, which is our uh, coaching program, or one of our top coaching programs, you've subsequently now moved into our 5X CEO program where people who don't see patients go now, but when you entered into that community, you spent the last 10 years, uh, uh, several days a year, right? I mean, and it might be coming to events, maybe coming to coaching workshops. You've been coming from Canada in, into the United States. And uh, I saw you last week, you were there. And so you, you, you take time to get away from the busyness of your life and you go and you hang out with this community. You're there to be stimulated. And so really what you're describing is that first 10 years was probably much more isolated. And that last 10 years, you were in a community and you were picking up tidbits and learning. And I mean, and, and, and again, I thought what you said was so great. The reason you didn't do it before was actually your own ego and the predetermined idea that it wasn't going to work. And so now, I mean, sitting here today, let's just talk about a little bit of a glimpse of, of what your life looks like in the sense of that, that picture, right? So clearly, if you go to 10 years ago, my assumption there wasn't a lot of extra money laying around, if any at all, right? Is that, is that 100%. Okay. percent And, you know, uh, and I would say that every single aspect of my life is better as a result of this journey. And yeah. so the, the money is, is a big piece of that, because again, when, when you're not in a good financial state, it's hard to focus towards your health, towards your family, towards your relationships. If you're having to work in the clinic, you know, five days a week, to make sure that the bills are paid, to cover your expenses. There isn't a lot of margin of time or even a margin of, of mind space to turn your attention. And, and you know, what I realized is that mm -hmm. you know, when you're 
when you when you feel those sort of constraints, it's hard to really not only have the time, but even the, the mental space to to turn to those other things. And so, you know, what what's occurred in the last 10 years is that from a financial standpoint, um, you know, again, my net income has increased pretty soon. It's going to be about four times what it was. Um, mm. My clinic time has is down to zero. So I don't spend any time in the clinic. Um, I take probably about a total of 12 weeks of vacation every year, whereas before it was four to five weeks pushing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and beyond that, you know, through a lot of the things that I, that I learned through the coaching in terms of um, how to set goals, how to focus on, on the, the key important areas of your life, um, my health um, is better than it's ever been. Mm-hmm. Um, it, because of the time that I spent on, uh, on taking care of my health in terms of my diet, um, in terms of my relationships. So again, a lot of the things that I've learned from workshops in terms of how to set goals for each aspect of your life. Oh, so you, you have three young kids and, and one I of have the three young kids, you've, you've lived your life these last 10 years with them, not away from them. Right. That's right. And, and, and to a much higher degree now, because, um, you know, because from a financial standpoint, but also from, from the practice standpoint, having grown it to where it is, I have a lot of capacities that take care of a lot of the day-to-day operations. So it gives me the space to be able to take, you know, last summer, I think I took, you know, out of the, from the two months, I took seven weeks off. And so I spent that whole time with my family at the cottage and, mm-hmm. and just doing things with them um, and being able to, and, and I, uh, I remember I told you about this, this, this past winter because of the, um, because of the pandemic, the, the kids switched to online learning again. And, and this was just very stressful for our family. So we just decided we're just going to go to Florida for, for two weeks and, and just do their online learning from there. The, the idea that's on a whim and it was literally, you yeah. know, Within three days of finding out that we were switching back to online learning, we booked the flights and we were gone. There's no chance that that could have occurred 10 so, years ago. So if we went back 11 years ago and you were listening to this day, do you realize that some of the things you just said are incredibly frightening? Like, you, you know, and I want to be clear about this because it's so strange. You know, if someone's listening to this and, you know, the first doctor I bring in says he doesn't treat patients anymore, right? Do, do they now go, well, this isn't what I want, right? If, if talk about that, I mean, because I, I, I don't want that to just be something that, so number that's, that's, one, you can see patients as much as you want, but let's, yeah. let's talk about that. So if you heard this interview 10 years ago, right, you wouldn't have believed it's possible, don't you think? Yeah, I, I wouldn't have believed it um, if there wasn't someone there that, that was, you know, like, you know, I'll be honest, if you were telling me that and you're saying, yeah. Hey, with this program, this accomplish it until I had some experience with you and had developed that trust, I wouldn't have believed. You. Right. Right. Um, but if there was another doctor and this is what occurred at that meeting that shared that experience of what they experienced, then that changes everything. And that, so my hope is that by me sharing this, that, it actually, you know, lets people know that this is real. This is not some, 
you know, concocted sort of thing that, uh, that right. there isn't evidence for. And, and what's interesting is that I am not alone. Like, I, again, I've been part of this for 10, 12 years. There are numerous doctors that I'm around that have had similar or greater. Like, I don't think I'm even close to the top, you know, 50% of, of your, your, your clients that have accomplished goals. Like, I'm always in awe of what they're accomplishing. Sure, sure. And, and the, the no clinic part is purely by choice. It's a choice that I've made. I think the, you know, to me, true freedom is when you can decide what to do because you, uh, because you, you do those things because you want to, not because you have to. So if you want, if, if some doctors want to be in the clinic, then I think that's great. But if they're in the clinic because they have to, not because they want to, then that's, that's when you don't really have freedom. So I, I like right. to have the freedom to do what I want when I want. And that might be in the clinic or it might not. Well, and that's the reason why I said maybe this topic is the benefits of being coached, right? Maybe it's not, you know, we're not talking about, you know, whether you should be coached or not. We're just sort of describing what the benefits are. And I mean, and I think that that clearly would, you know, you, you know, I always tell people, look, your kids are young. They like spending time with you. They get to a certain age. They don't want to be around you as much. You know, you, that was a conscious decision that you made. Right. And, and, and obviously in 5X in particular, the two things that, you know, are, are paramount. And I always said that these were things that I would watch clients truly desire, but they could never articulate. So probably 10 years ago, you couldn't articulate that you wanted freedom of time and freedom of money. Right. So I kind of, I sort of introduced you to that in a way and said, listen, I'm going to coach you to get those two things, but it's kind of fascinating how, how those two are two you really, you really like and, and, and appreciate and have been a real champion of, right. I mean, I, I think it's fantastic. Yeah. It's, it's been completely uh, life-changing and you know, what, uh, you know, you never want to look back, but I was like, I wish I had started this journey early. Yes. Yeah. Well, and that's why sometimes it's circumstance and sometimes it's, you know, where you are in your mind. Um, I know for me, probably one of the catalysts to me, even being open to it um, was, you know, having a health um, scare that meant that I may not be able to work. And Mm. it created a lot of financial anxiety within me. And it it made me realize that with me being 60% of the uh, or more than 60% of the production of the practice that my entire sort of um, life was essentially a house of cards that the one domino, which would be me, me being able to physically do the work. If that domino fell, the whole thing was, was going down. And so I think on a subconscious level, I, I was seeking something that could help me get out of that trap. That's good. Yeah, this is a really good disability policy. That's for sure. So how many doctors uh, roughly work for you now? Um, I believe so. I, I, I can't give you the exact number. I mean, it's yeah. gone pretty high. So it's about 13, 12 or 13 at this point. Okay. And how does a guy in a solo practice all by himself, you know, how do you how do you show up 10 years later and you employ 13 people? Talk to me a little bit about the, you know, when you analyze the impact that you were making in the first 10 or 13 to the last 10 or 13, you know, I've seen you come to events and bring 20 team members and I've had the privilege of meeting your team and, 
and your relationship with them, your family, your wife. So talk to me a little bit about the, uh, you know, when we talk, you know, and remembering that legacy is kind of what we all leave behind and you're certainly a young, young man still, but uh, talk to me about that. Uh, do you, has that, has that, are you cognizant of that difference? I mean, are you uh, grateful for that difference? Are you, I mean, t- tell me how, how different is it, right? Yeah, it's, it's night and day. And, and I would say that that is probably the most important tra- uh, part of this is the impact part. Mm. And so that, uh, that's something that, that I know that you really sort of talk about a lot and emphasize. And, and to be honest, that was one of the things that really attracted me early on to you is the emphasis and the focus on giving that you had. So it, it's sort of aligned a lot with, with my values, what I wanted. And what's interesting is that, you know, I had this self-concept of myself being, you know, oh, you know, uh, I want to be a generous person and I want to do all these things. And for years, I wanted to do sort of give back to the community, free dentistry, things like that. And the, the, the number of dollars of free dentistry that I had done prior to joining Scheduling Institute was a big zero. Wow. Since joining Scheduling Institute, we've done uh, about $700,000 of free dentistry. Wow. Um, and we do close to a hundred thousand every year and we've set a goal to do a half a million every year. And, um, and so that's, that, that part of the impact has, has been huge uh, to be able to sort of contribute at that level mm-hmm. um, in terms of the impact on the team, in terms of, I mean, some of the transformation that I've seen in team members, especially mm-hmm. with growth, it creates new opportunities. And, and I'm a big believer that, for us to feel fulfilled, there's different things of our lives that have to be, um, that have to happen. And one of them is growth. And you've talked a lot about this, the importance of always be growing and learning new things. And so one of the big benefits of, of growth is that it's created new opportunities, new positions that are necessary. And it's allowed a lot of team members to grow into those roles, whether it's leadership roles, whether it's marketing roles, whether it's, um, you know, uh, culture creators, you know, that's, you know, that's, that's, these are all things that have impacted the team on a huge level. You know, I always say to people that I meet, I say, you know, there's probably a doctor in your town who you can't stand and he's probably, he or she's probably my client. (laughs) And, and what I'm saying is you're judging them. You're not curious about them. Right. So, uh, let's, let's talk about that. So, you know, someone looks at someone from the outside and they think, oh, you know, I don't know whatever they're doing, but they don't really take time to look. So let's talk about in the last 10 years and, and, and what, you know, when we talk about generosity, you know, I, I learned that generosity starts at home. So generosity starts with your family and the people you work with. And there, there's no, no two people that you should be being more generous with. And so, Let's talk a little bit about your the level of investment that you have made in your team over the last ten years. I mean, I don't know what numbers you have, but uh, I mean, you you send them to trainings, you send them to our university, you 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 uh, pay trainers to come in and train your team. I mean, you you have taken a portion of your uh, revenue and just reinvested it into to that team, and, and you've been doing that now for. For 10 years i mean and do you ever can you i mean the 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 old version of you right that would have been a little shocking right yeah 
I mean, just to give you some context, um, so it's, it's hard to put into numbers in terms of what the investment has been, but I would say that in the first 10 years, probably the total investment I made into training for the team, including like CE, yeah, I would be surprised if it even reached $5,000. Um, and I, I, like, I'm, I'm just being... I know. Totally. Oh, yeah. That's that's um, the case with most people. They think they're doing it. I'm not sure. It's a lot of thinking. It's not a lot of calculating the total cost. Yeah, it's uh, I can, yeah, it would have been very small. Um, but now it's, you know, as as you mentioned, you know, like, um, you know, just five uh, few years. I mean, I've brought many team members, so I've invested in, in you know, uh, team members, uh, marketing team members. Uh, the U, like you mentioned, I recently invested in the Leadership Institute, so we're going to have team members that are going for that. Uh, the culture, a lot of events, so I've taken a lot of team sure. members. But you events. probably, you've probably invested over a million. I wouldn't be surprised if you've invested a million dollars in your team in the last ten years, right? I mean, probably yeah. some number like that. So it, yeah. the same thing. It's like you give away seven hundred thousand dollars services, you invest, and and so what you know, then how how is it that you can do all that and then you still get everything you want, right? Isn't that the great mystery for people? Because they think if I do this, I'm not going to have this, or and have you found that to be true or have you found it to be the opposite? It's, it's the opposite. And, and, you know, it's, it's an area that I really thought about. Um, I've, you know, what I realized is that the reason, and this is true of me. So again, I speak from experience. The reason that I didn't make those investments before is that I actually had it backwards. And what's interesting is that for other aspects of our lives, we, we understand the sequence in which things occur. So the trap that I had fallen into and that I think most doctors fall into is that they want the return before they make the investment. It's like and buying the kit, right? It goes back to buying the cheapest thing you could. Yeah, but even that, it's like, you know, to a certain degree, you, you're like, you want the evidence and you want to have the reward and then I'll pay. And it's completely backwards. And so this, this goes back to investing in, in mm. scheduling institute, but also investing in marketing there's always a resistance to, because you're like, oh, well, I don't know if I'm going to get the patients or whatever. I don't want to invest until, you know, I know that I'm going to get a return and then I'll invest, which is the total opposite. Because uh, when you think of even going to dental school, well, you invest four years of life, mm-hmm. you invest hundreds of thousands of dollars, but you don't get a return until after. You never think to be like, oh, well, I'm not making that investment. You know, like, you're, you're, you have to make the investment to get the return. And it's the same thing with the training. So again, you know, when you mentioned that we've invested a ton in, um, in the team, but the return has been much greater. Yeah. And so again, you know, like it's, it's far greater. And so part of the, what I had to overcome was this idea of, of being too conservative in terms of investors. Like, okay, well, there's a direct correlation. The more you invest, the more you get in return. And of course, you want to be wise about what you invest in. But to me, you know, especially with a lot of the things in terms of investing in the team and, and SI, I've seen the return multiple folds and they continue. So it it just gets easier and easier as you get over that the hump of making the initial investment. Do you ever go back? I mean, as you as you talk about it, you know, I think that a lot of that is the thing we call faith, right? 
And so how, in thinking back about the state of your faith, you know, after that first 13 years of practice versus the level of faith you have today, how, I mean, those things have been, you know, you can talk about your practice growing, your team getting better, uh, your relationships getting better, but how about just your faith, not only just your total outlook on how, uh, believing in yourself and and what you can do. How 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 much how much has changed there? Oh, massively, um, like just monumentally. It's um, just really changing the mindset of of what is even possible. So again, that's one of the sort of the concepts that's actually at that very first meeting, I still remember when you introduced, um, you know, the science of getting rich, mm -hmm. uh, which introduced this concept of, of your thoughts um, that create your reality, sure. uh, the concept of abundance. And so in terms of the mindset shifting from a mindset of, of um, scarcity versus abundance. So all of those things have contributed to my faith in things mm -hmm. to recognize that, you know, when you have faith that that there is abundance, then there's never this fear that, oh, well, if I pay for this and, you know, I lose that, it's never about losing. It's, it's like, okay, well, I'm just investing in something and I have the faith that there's abundance that I can, uh, that, that it's going to come back. Mm. Um, so in terms of faith, hundred uh, like massively, I mean, faith in uh, not only myself, but obviously in just in the process of, invest, of investing in mm. your growth, investing in the team's growth, investing in your practice it's pretty exciting so um so thinking back you know and you know in 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 those decisions right and and i and i and again i really appreciate you taking time to talk about this because i think sometimes um you know i think some you know and i didn't want to start this talking about all the great things you're doing because he, he really is doing amazing things again he has a great team he's got a big practice he employs lots of people has a super nice lifestyle but you know for most people they they again kind of think well that's nice for you you know what i'm saying that's what happens to me sometimes they'll say well you know it's nice for jay you know or whatever and they don't realize that we you know most of us have very humble beginnings and we've really worked very hard and very diligently to do these things and we can connect with that, you know, uh, uh, going back. And, and so for people out there, you know, there's, this is, this is, these are the, the set of decisions that we're talking about. So for you, you buy the cheapest thing we have, which is a kit. Your, your brother says, Hey, let's go to this event. You guys come to that one day event, which, which by so, the way, I'll so you I, I, I yeah. decided to come to the event, but I invited my brother. And at the event, he is the one that was, mm -hmm. you know, we both wanted to do it, but I was like, yeah, I don't know. I got to think about it. You know, classic high fact finder. Yeah, I got to think about it. I got to go back and think about it. And maybe, and he was like, no, 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 no. Uh, I want to do it now. And so because he sort of pushed me in that direction, that's why I did <laughs> Well, and I think, you know, and without, without revealing anything about your brother, right? So you and your brother have very different uh, profiles. So you mentioned that he would be more apt to start things and maybe not finish them. So I want to talk about that. Yes. Uh, I taught you very early in this relationship that you had a superpower. And that superpower is, is yes, you have the deficiency of being risk averse, but you had this thing called follow through. 
And so that meant that if you would receive the correct instructions, you had the ability to really go execute things. How big a, how big of a uh, piece was playing? I mean, just playing to that strength. So and and entrusting that. I mean, I think one of the things I've certainly seen you do is to develop a trust in your ability to execute. Yeah, I mean that that's huge. And and again, it it kind of goes back to you know, something you've talked about is that, you know, the ultimate getting to your goals and and having that success is not an overnight thing that you've got to sort of just have that persistence Mm -hmm. um, and the, the execution. Right. And so, you know, one of the things that I've, you know, discovered is that there's, you know, from all the workshops that I've been to, there's so much stuff that each of which on its own, you know, is probably worth millions of dollars. And so one of the, um, one of the benefits of having a high sort of fact finder follow through is that you're more likely to do things, but the downside of it is that you can also get overwhelmed. So one of the things that I found was that because each of those things have, there's so much benefit, there's so much that you could do. A lot of times we fall as a high fact finder, we fall into analysis paralysis because then we're like, oh, I don't know. That's so much to do. And, you know, I don't know if I can get it all done. And then we just freeze. And so one of the things that helped me was to be like, okay, well, I know that I can follow through and and get things done, but I, but I also know that I can get overwhelmed. Mm. And so I just made a conscious decision that, okay, I need to come away with one, two or three things like uh, the recent workshop that we just had, yeah, there was a, a wealth of information. there, And so I just said, okay, well, I need to take one or two things and I need to at a high level. And so one of the big takeaways for me was the communication to our team, Good. to my team that I'm not doing that. Anymore. And so Great. I sat down for a couple of days and I just created a schedule and an outline of all the video topics um, for Good. the next year. And so Again, I think most doctors are high fact finder followers. So like you said, that's a huge asset because, you know, we don't really need, I mean, again, I'm not a terribly creative guy. I'm, I'm a, uh, you know, right. low quick start. I'm not very creative. And so, like you said, I'm just trying to play to my strength. I know my strength is to yeah. just execution. Um, so, right. yeah, I get the ideas from you and then I just, ex- I just need to execute. I don't need to come up with the ideas. Yeah, and sometimes and, it's the ego, getting the ego out of the way and yeah. saying, well, I don't need to be the one creating the ideas. The ideas are already created. Well, yeah, and I can promise you, if we go six months down the road and we, we're reviewing how effective that was, it's going to be pretty dramatic, right? Because you're going to, your engagement is going to skyrocket by, by communicating with them like that. Okay, so I want to ask you a couple things. And these may seem a little bit strange, but when you became a client, one of the things I said was I showed you this diagram and I said, hey, listen, you know, here's kind of my my purpose and here's how we intersect. And and so we we you know, we, we want to help you create the best team and the best patient experience possible. Uh, thinking back uh, was, is I mean, is, is that a believable thing? I mean, is that real? Is that I think a lot of people don't realize how bad their experience is. What are, what are you learning about the truth about a great experience versus people not knowing the difference? 
in terms of for our patients or yeah, yeah. yeah it's huge uh, i mean uh, when i think back to you know this, this is something you always talk about and it's so true um the practice was designed around creating the best experience for myself and my team yeah. and I had nothing to do with the patients the yeah. hours the um you know payment options whatever it might be yeah and so in terms of the patient experience it's night and day and i would actually say even for the the team experience because again we, sure. we're making investments in terms of the culture we're making investments in terms of work conditions so on on all levels the experience for everyone is better that's great i mean it's a good place to be the best place to work so if you don't mind uh we can i ask you some questions about uh what do you think um and and listen you've you've been gracious and you've referred people to me and some of them work out obviously some of them don't what you know obviously I've been doing this a long time. We've had a long relationship. What, what is it that you think if, you know, if somebody was sitting there saying, well, okay, I want to get coached. What, what do you think are probably the things that they, like they're miss, like we've had an 11 year relationship. So what, what, what was it that you thought and then, and versus what ended up to be true? I mean, we spent 11 years together, right? So what, when, when you kind of think back and think about if it's either the preconceived notion of, you know, you're going to hire someone to coach you, et cetera, et cetera, versus what you've actually discovered over that 11 years, what, what do you think? So to be honest, I don't know that I had a really strong conception of what coaching would, uh, would sort mm. of look like. Um, I would say that the, the greatest, you know, insight and growth that I've had through you know working with uh, with you and and with the team is that the um what i realized you know i think i i would probably say that i probably went into it thinking and i think this is the trap that a lot of um dentists fall into and i was kind of there at early mm -hmm. on that we sort of want sort of almost like a cookie cutter recipe is like okay just do this 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 mm -hmm. and this which will get you some instant results, but it doesn't cause the transformation. And it's and so one of the things, the gifts that I've found is that I've learned principles and I've learned how mm -hmm. to um, to sort of um, take what I learned and and create the application for it. Mm -hmm. And so um, I I would say in terms of the, the, the coaching relationship, I think the the biggest thing is that it's actually um, is the impact on my mindset in mm. terms of shifting my mindset into one of number one of abundance and not scarcity, but also this ability to, um, to really apply the principles and put it into action. Do you think you, you know, I think sometimes people are very turned off by the discussion about money. So, you know, you described a, um, coming to an event where I introduced you to a book called the science of getting rich. And, you know, I, I do talk a lot about money because I think money is something that is incredible. You know, I've learned that it, it weaves through every decision and it reveals everything. I mean, how, how different is your, 
you know, just your understanding, your, you know, when you think now about the importance of being, uh, I don't know if you want to call it uh, correct about money, uh, understand producing value, uh, the importance of it, the, I mean, what, it, how, I mean, talk a little bit about that, right? I'm assuming you're a completely different person and have a different appreciation, but I don't want to assume that. I, 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 I see it. What do you think? hundred percent. So um, I think like many people, I had this perception of money that it's the source of, you know, like you said, the source of all negative things or evil and, and that we shouldn't be so focused on money. And so, you know, my concept of, of money has transformed in the sense that of the recognition of the importance of money and how money, like you said, weaves into everything. Mm-hmm. And that I still believe that attachment to money is um, is not healthy right and and that's why i also love everything that you talk about the importance of giving and that is the antidote to to sort of getting attached to the accumulation and so what i how i what i've learned is that money is a healthy thing and that it's only unhealthy based on what you do with it and how you know the approach that you take in terms of of uh, what you think of it and so you know, to me, it's like, you know, you can't have the kind of impact that you want to have without money. I mean, that's just the reality. So we need to get get over this idea that, oh, you know, I can have this tremendous impact and influence yeah. and be, you know, not financially well uh, in a position that I can even take care of my own family, never mind be able to give to others, be able to create an organization that has impact um, and, and all of those things. And I, and I, and I think of your organization, you know, the impact that you've had on me and my life, which then now translates to my mm-hmm. family, my kids, it translates to my employees. It translates to all the people that we've done free dentistry for it. It translates to yeah. the entire community. And you would not have been able to accomplish that if you didn't have the resources to create the events that you've created, mm-hmm. to create those, I mean, and some of the experiences that I've had have been tremendous with, with some of your events. And so none of that would have been possible. So if you were just someone just, you know, that didn't have those resources, there's no chance that you could have extended that impact. So I'm, I now view it in that light that this is the means to be able to not only have a positive impact on your family and your own personal life, but also on others. It's weird. Don't you think if you, if you go back and, you know, you were talking to yourself, you know, 12 years ago, wasn't it interesting that you didn't really understand money and that maybe you were a little cheap? I mean, I don't know, right? Like you think back and go like, I was cheap. Like I wasn't. So basically what you're doing is every decision, you were actually thinking about yourself first, not thinking about others. I mean, everything you're talking about is just such a, and I just want everyone out there to realize that it's such an ugly place. And, and what's crazy is these, you know, you, you would have never seen, you would have never described it as that in a million years. The only way you can describe it that now is you've lived through a different experience. You see it a different way. And so for everybody out there, it's so hard to see yourself accurately, right? They call it a sober assessment. And, you know, and probably we're people that are struggling with money. I'm always amazed at how judgmental they are, right? It's like, And, you know, that's the thing I want to remind you guys, money follows value generation and everything we do is about being more valuable to the patient, taking better care of them, taking better care of the team. 
It's the opposite of what everybody thinks. It's not about the money. These are the things you have to do first. And then money just kind of follows that process, right? Um, you know, you, you know, and obviously in our relationship, you know, I, I, you know, the reason this conversation is a lot of fun for me is, you know, you've paid me, I'm sure quite a bit of money over the 10 years and, and everything you're describing is what I said and could be true and could happen. And so to see it and, and to, and oh, listen, I, I value it a lot. Right. And, and I, I think it's almost, you know, I hate to say that, but priceless, but watching you grow and you make the decisions you make, I mean, that's really just been tremendous. And, you know, he was saying there's a theory, you know, which is to grow fruit on other people's trees. And so, you know, our relationship is about me growing fruit on uh, Dr. Yazdani's trees and then him doing that for the people in his life. And it's, it's a wonderful thing to watch, that's for sure. And, and, you know, one thing I would add in terms of the impact, um, you know, this relationship has had for me is um, in terms of my vision for my life and my vision. So my, my vision and goal for my life prior to this was you know, retire with $5 million so that I have a decently comfortable life. Mm -hmm. My new vision, and I just recently updated, is um, to have a positive impact and influence mm. on a billion people. That's awesome. Through various mechanisms. And I think so they, I think they call that, shifted. I think they call that success to significance. And that's an important progression that a lot of people listening they're just obsessed with success 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 and what you're describing is you've now been very successful and now you're thinking about your impact right I mean that's and and, and what I realized is you know and again maybe this is not true for everyone but at least for myself until you can you sort of get yourself in a place where you're not worried about you know, where you're not having to, you know, work 24 seven just to make ends meet. Once you've taken care of that, once you've sort of thing, then you can start to turn your vision towards the impact part. And so that to me is, is one of the greatest gifts that you've given me is, is to help me get to that point. So, and also to really even, but right from the start, not just like at this point, right from the start, you planted that seed of impact and the importance of, of that significance. And it just makes life so much more exciting. You know, I get out of bed every day. I'm excited to get to work. Mm. Not about, oh, you know, just to make more money, but it's like, okay, that increasing that revenue, I can now increase my impact. Um, and so that's something, that's a fire that you've lit under my, you know, butt, so to speak. Yeah, and, and I appreciate that because it just makes life uh, that much more exciting. And listen, I think the key to it that you guys have to realize is that he's put the 10 years in. And, you know, what I, I've had the great privilege of doing that with a lot of people. And what's nuts is what comes in the second 10. You know, imagine the starting place that you start this next 10 years with, so different than the starting place where you were 10 years ago. So now, the concept is the same. And I just think, you know, for a lot of people out there, you know, guys, 10 years goes by quick and, you know, we, we can, I don't want to call it waste 10 years, but it's very easy to let life suck all your energy out 
and not be super intentional. So, you know, I, we've always thought that, you know, humans are designed to do great things, you know, depending on what your faith or your belief system is, you know, everything God designed you not to do great things. And it's all about you getting in a position to, to be inspired to, to, to test that in the market, not in your head, as you said. So many people decide that it can't be done and you've really gotten out there and you've hustled and you've done it and 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 it, it is inspirational so i really appreciate you taking time to share your story with people um and so what do you um so probably for people out there if they're interested right we do a thing called the blueprint day where they come in to our office spend the day mapping out looking at their last 10 years you know i mean you shared your 10-year story that's what's so beautiful about it and you really designed that you know i think the thing i want you guys to understand is his life is not, a, you know, is not an accident. You know, he's had 10 years to design it the way he wants it. That, that's a pretty cool, uh, you know, I've had a lot of time to do that with my life and, and I've had a couple more 10 year periods. And, and so I don't look around at other people's lives and wish I was them or look, I don't need to look at pictures of their life. I mean, and it could, should be the same with you guys, you know, get off of the, the social media feeds, quit looking at people, famous people and start getting on with, paying the price to create a life that is exactly what you want, a life of no regrets. And, you know, I just got to keep encouraging you that, that that's what you've been doing. And, it, you know, and you have several 10 year periods still in front of you. And what you've done is change the direction of those 10 years. And you're going to see, you're going to see it in your kids. You're going to see it, you know, it's going to be cool. Right. <laughs> it's, and, and I really love how, you know, um, scheduling institute what you guys are doing as far as the blueprint day because i can tell you that for me i really think the pivotal shift occurred by coming to the workshops where i start to develop a vision for the life that i want yeah and so that's what you know i think is so great about this blueprint day is because you're, you're now creating the blueprint of the life that you want to create and and to me that was the catalyst for yeah. me to hunker down and do the things that you need to do because uh, you know it's not it, it's not an easy process because no. it takes patience and it takes uh, you have to stick it out and it's really hard to do to stick it out if you don't have a clear vision mm. of the future that you want that excites you and I think that is one of the greatest gifts that SI did was that you helped create um, through the workshops a vision of the future. Mm -hmm. And I still remember, you know, roughly 10 years ago, yeah. you planted a seed when you said your goal was to get a thousand doctors netting a million dollars. And you said very clearly, you give me 10 years and I'll, I can get you there. And um, before the 10 years out, I got to that point. And again, mm -hmm. that to me is part of the, the gift that you you created and, and the team has created um, yeah. by helping doctors create a vision that excites them um, that keeps them motivated for that time. Well, isn't it crazy how little we actually talked about dentistry? And so I hope you guys can understand that this is about your life. Your practice is the conduit. Your practice is the golden goose. And man, we you do a heck of a job of take care in that thing, but it's really what it allows your life to do. So, hey, thank you so much for being on with me today. 
Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yep. We'll talk soon. Have a fantastic day. Take, Take care. care. Bye. All right. So I, I hope you enjoyed that interview and just hope you understand that, you know, his passion for trying to help you guys and make a better decision. So if it is something that you'd like to begin the journey on, which we're certainly more than glad to help you if you fit the profile, uh, but you can contact my office. Uh, we do do something that's called the Blueprint Day where you'll get to come to our office, see where all this magic happens, so to speak, and uh, you know, help you really chart the course for the life that you want. And, but just remember that, you know, our, our customers are really people just like Dr. Yazdani, who are individual uh, private practice owners with families and, you know, lives. And, and, and these are our customers. And as to who you'll, you'll meet other people like this, we're not really interested in dealing with the corporate clients per se. That's a decision I made a long time ago. So hope you enjoyed today's recording and we'll look forward to meeting you soon. Take care. Bye.